0: Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one with 30 hours of driving.
1: Yes, you did, and I'm forever grateful for it. episode 11 of you're not wrong but your weekly pod from the road i'm emily
0: and i'm robert frost
1: or donald castellucci and if you couldn't tell we went our separate ways for this part of the road trip here we go here we go so don took on 30 hours of driving from denver to new york to boston and i took the easy way out aka two flights hop skip and a jump and we met up later so this is going to be kind of our first week where we, we did some different things.
0: Yeah, and you might be wondering why would they? Do why would a, they do this? Why would they? Do, well, why would they do a podcast to talk about someone driving for thirty hours? And it's because one of us has a lot of things to gripe about. <laughs>
1: that is truly the exact reason we are doing this. And then also the other person had a lot of fun. So.
0: yeah. So we, our road trip had always consisted of getting to the East Coast at some point, mm-hmm. and that some point being mid-August. Um for a couple of reasons which we'll get into. Um and I think we'll might as well talk about yours first because it's more interesting. But we got there and we got we had to get to the East Coast. The car didn't in theory need to make it to the East Coast, but it was gonna be a lot more difficult and a lot more expensive to do without it for Mm -hmm. the for the next month and a half. Um so this was mid-August and Emily, you took a flight. So where'd you fly to?
1: I took a flight. Yes, I did. Only my second one since the pandemic started. Um, So though we knew we had to get the car to the East Coast by mid-August, I also had a bachelorette party for the lovely Emily Bushman in mid-August itself. And so about probably two or three months, probably towards the beginning of the road trip, we realized we were going to have to split up unless Dawn wanted to drive all the way down to New Orleans with me, drop me off, and then... Bring me back up to the East Coast, which didn't make a ton of sense. So I flew from Denver to NOLA for her bachelorette party um, and then up to Boston. But uh, I guess we'll jump right into it. Is it go time? It's go time. So spent the weekend in New Orleans celebrating Bushman, uh, one of my dearest friends who I get to um, stand by at her wedding on September 18th um we had lots of good meals lots of good times basically sweated it out in new orleans in august in new orleans for 72 hours um we had a great airbnb with a pool got to hang out there went to bourbon street for about 90 minutes which was pretty much our max but you know we made the most of it um and it was just such a wonderful time getting to celebrate something that has been postponed for so long um and getting to reunite with so many friends yeah
0: not only did emily take you away from driving across the country with me. She decided to have her wedding on my birthday. So I've got got a lot of problems with you people right now. a lot of problems Um, with emily's
1: a lot of problems with emily's no um it is it is exactly true this was also my first bachelorette party so i didn't really know what to expect and Hmm. uh so far so good so thanks bushman not only did you get me out of 30 hours of driving but you showed me a good time there we go there we go
0: and then why don't you why don't you continue your endeavors
1: my easy journey yeah Uh, from there i flew to boston i did have a bit of a layover which you know we can discuss Um,
0: Woe is me.
1: (laughs) Um, And I spent the week in Boston just staying, you know, kind of near Boston Commons, getting a lot of good runs in, working obviously as well. And seeing so many friends, saw Caroline and Max, Maggie and Kyler, uh, got to see a lot of folks that haven't seen either since before the pandemic or since we graduated in May, um, which is not so long ago I realized, but was still very lovely. Um, and so had some good dinners and mostly after, you know, had mostly saw them after work, got to hang out in Somerville, got to hang out in South Boston, which I hadn't really spent time in either of those areas much before. So it was just such a thrill to be able to hang out with so many good friends. I will say, adding to the list of gripes, JetBlue is not my preferred airline, but the only one that flies from New Orleans to Boston. And my flight was, I believe, three hours delayed, which is not so bad, Um, but it did mean we spent five hours in the New Orleans airport. And with a 6.45 p.m. flight, I thought getting dinner at 6 would be plenty of time to grab food, bring it on the plane, you know, be plenty happy with whatever I chose. Little did I know that the New Orleans airport closes their food stalls at 6 p.m. on Sunday evening. And so most uh, vendors also run out of food right before then as well. So as I got up at 6 or 5.55 to start walking around deciding what I want to eat, I realized I couldn't eat anything. Um, So I finally found a place that would give me a pretzel, a soft pretzel. Not even an Auntie Anne's, but you know, it'll do. And ate that for my dinner. So that was my gripe. not You weren't the only one with travel woes, and we'll move on from it.
0: <laughs> I, you're talking a lot of trash on JetBlue, but JetBlue is well known as the airline with the best snacks.
1: It does have the best snacks. I will say they did provide a very good snack box that was much needed after the dinner debacle. Are
0: they doing snack boxes now instead of like.
1: You have to buy them.
0: Oh, yeah. well, no, but they do the Tara chips.
1: No, no more.
0: Is that like a COVID thing?
1: They had one or two options in COVID, but anyways, we'll continue on.
0: Sure. What, what do you want to talk about while I look up if Terra, if JetBlue is still doing TerraChips?
1: They were not doing TerraChips.
0: Well, they usually do. JetBlue's free TerraChips are worth their cost and customer <laughs>
1: love. JetBlue also has the lowest percentage of on-time flights, even lower than Frontier. So TerraChips, on-time flights, we'll discuss and debate at another point sure so how was your drive
0: my drive was lovely so denver to binghamton new york technically was the main Mm -hmm. part for the the first half of the week and then i got a couple day reprieve uh and debating on how to do this trip i was between three days three overnights and two overnights ended up doing two overnights with kansas city missouri and then indianapolis indiana uh, it went fine. It was nine hours or eight hours the first day pl- while losing an hour, then nine hours the second day while losing an hour, and then uh, 10 hours the third day getting to Binghamton. Uh, there was a chance I was going to stay in like Canton, Ohio the last night, but that would have been kind of pointless. Just it would have been, it would have broke that dri- drive up, but uh, it was fine. It rained a ton, which was, I think, the um, the worst part. That's
1: a hard time. Yeah, um, hard.
0: but otherwise, I did get two really good books in which I'll talk about a little later on. I did finally jumped into the audiobook game um, for something like this because there's just only so I have been listening to podcasts one, which is ironic because we're doing this. So thanks to everyone who's listening
1: and <laughs> doesn't just ignore their podcasts
0: and and then two, I just, you can't listen to music for that long either. So i had originally thought I was going to be, you know, an hour of Audible. An hour of radio or something like that, and I actually the two books I picked were just so good that I uh, nearly exclusively listened to those two. So, so that was good. In Kansas City, had some vegan barbecue. It was jackfruit. So,
1: which is famously not your favorite.
0: Yeah. So jack. So typically, if you see vegan pulled pork or or barbecue, it's jackfruit, which is uh, a fruit that
1: uh, is delicious. It
0: is good. Um, it needs to have the right right sauce on it that the food was good uh but i was hoping to read while i was there i actually love going out to eat by myself uh i picked that habit up while i was traveling for the secretary at the department of treasury because you know i worked for the secretary i was uh, gonna
1: say a way to just throw that but in. no
0: uh while i was traveling for advance uh, with treasury you typically have meals on your own uh not frequently but enough and some people hate it and I absolutely love it. Cause it's just, you sit there, you get a people watch, you get to do every, you kind of just have like some forced quiet time. Um, and I was hoping to read and I am notoriously not a good reader while there's other like noise going on. So I don't know why I was so hopeful, but this place was like well too loud to read. So I didn't get any reading in that night. And then Indianapolis, I got in around six o'clock and I was staying, in South Indianapolis, just at the cheapest hotel I could find, which was A one, gross. Two, uh, definitely someone had smoked in the room. Uh, so it smelled like cigarettes. And then three, there's like no restaurants around. So I ended up ordering sushi to my hotel that I ate while watching my show on my iPad. Um, so that was kind of a low point. <laughs>
1: And I also wasn't getting group text during this time and you I think informed me via group text, so I did not hear about this new low till a few days later, which yeah. I mean, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you in your time of need.
0: It was it wasn't great. But the show I was watching was great and that's manifest. So if you haven't watched Manifest, go watch it.
1: All three seasons are now on Netflix.
0: All three seasons are now on Netflix. Basically, the premise is. I
1: think we talked
0: about it. Have we already talked yes. about it? All right. Well, I won't. I'll save you then for that. But I'd watch Manifest. So I finished Manifest while eating sushi. So that was a, a low on the food, but a high on the show. Uh, and then we made it to New York, where I am staying at my grandma's house uh, for a few days to get some work done. We are slowly but surely finding my replacement, and that means I'm going to start ro- rolling things off soon, which um, is bittersweet but excited for the new. Um, The new challenges and and adventures ahead in Denver. So that was the road trip. Again, I think all in all, probably thirty hours, like from leaving the Airbnb or hotel to getting to the next spot. Notoriously, did not drink enough water, but still had plenty of bathroom stops and drank. I think four of those mini double shot espresso things from Starbucks, um, or like from the gas station that are from Starbucks, uh, because. There was like not too, a ton of places to eat along the way. Um, there's just nothing between the like Kansas and uh, where else? Did I Nebraska.
1: We might have listeners from there. Let's there, no. It was just let's like be nice.
0: It was just flat. So like there was really not much. And like if you weren't hungry at the right time, you're gonna miss the rest stop. It was just a, It was okay. And we that, made it, we're it was done, fine. It was no fun. more
1: gripes, all yeah. positive from so now on out.
0: So then got to Boston and got to also run with Kyler, which was great, ran around the Charles River and, and all that. So that was my trip uh, to meet up with you and drive you further.
1: All over the place, like you do so well. I just do want want to pause here and say, um, reiterate that many of the people we hung out with that week are also podcast listeners. So yes. shout out to them again, Caroline, Max, Maggie, and Kyler. They were great to hang out with. They're also great podcast listeners. Great pals.
0: That's it. Max must listen just so he can (laughs) troll you. (laughs)
1: Pretty
0: much. Uh, Awesome. All right. So, again, this is going to be a shorter episode, but what we thought we would do in this episode is do a little book review. So, we've been on the road for two and a half months. I notoriously brought 15 books with me. Anyways. Oh, yeah. at the time of this. About
1: three.
0: Was it about three? Yeah. Okay. About three months in. Uh, I notoriously bought, brought 15 books with me, give or take. And uh, I have only read five or read slash listened to five. And I say only as in like actually a pretty good rate, but not as much relaxation and reading time as I had expected as we've gone over before. So we figured that we'd give a quick overview of what we've been reading in case anyone hasn't is looking for something to read mm-hmm. or wants to debate us on the the validity of our reviews of these books. So uh I think we just run down the list one by one, or like you go and then I'll go. Let's so do it. why don't you jump into your list here?
1: All right. So these are not, I don't believe these are all the books that I've read on the road, um, but they were just the five that came to mind. So we'll start with oh four come to mind. Anyways, uh to shake the sleeping self, which is about uh one guy's journey biking from Oregon to Argentina over the course of about 14 months, I wanna say, 15 months. Um you know I think you gave this Donald to a friend and I kind of picked it up from there and it was a book about a lot of adventure and so it was fun to read during our adventure I'll say you know if you want to kind of get jealous about someone's travels or hear about travel mishaps definitely a book for you I laughed out loud numerous times Second is Road to Valor which is about a cyclist who I never heard of who won the Tour de France he's both, he's the person to win it the th- highest number of years apart. So he was very young when he first won it and then very Mm. old. And he did that because World War II happened in the middle of it. So he was from Italy. He was Italy's golden child as a cyclist. And then World War II hit and he um, won't spoil it for anyone, but basically, you know, was on the side of helping a lot of folks uh, stay safe and stay free. And then got back into cycling seriously after the war ended um, and is kind of Italy's national hero as a cyclist. So anyone interested in cycling definitely would Point you in that direction. I have not finished it yet, but I'm almost done with unwinding anxiety. New science shows how to break the cycles of worry and fear to heal your mind. I feel like that one doesn't need any commentary for those that know me. But
0: was, was that not a, a work one?
1: It was not a work one. Oh, no, I thought that was one of the work ones. <laughs> no, uh, it is by a man who I'm going to totally blank on his name, but he was on the Rich Roll podcast. No, he was on the Finding Mastery podcast. I really liked what he had to say about just really reflecting, again, the reflection for those of, um, for those that listened to the previous podcast episode on Endeavor Run, we've talked a lot about it, um, kind of how to break some of the cycles that build up anxiety in these modern times and how we can kind of live a little bit more freely by doing that. So
0: Judson Brewer.
1: There we go. Uh, highly recommend it. It's a pretty easy read um, and I'll be done with it soon uh the next one is the big short which we listened to together i have read it already but it is about confusing financial things and the reason that they are confusing is because they all are made up and fake and this is my very literate literate review on it um
0: this one was more of a or i i wanted this one had been on my list i squeeze i still haven't watched the movie
1: right uh i Thought I would re-listen to it thinking I would know more this time. This is from someone who just graduated from business school. Um, we may or may not have called both my parents at various times for further explanation. I don't know. What do you think of it?
0: I thought it was interesting, uh, the parts that I was able to follow. Yeah. Uh, and I also uh, – and that's a Lewis one, Michael Lewis Michael, book. Michael,
1: who's – Fantastic.
0: Which I just thought the storytelling was great. The narrator was not as good as I would have hoped.
1: Especially after finishing Obama. Uh, that's right. Oh, book. yeah. We didn't even put yeah. up,
0: we, we already talked about Obama's yeah. book, I think, yeah. but that was a big one on, on the list. But
1: after listening to his voice for 28 hours, it was really hard to listen to anyone else's voice.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, no, it, it was good. I, I'm excited to watch the movie now and um, maybe understand something about credit default swaps.
1: Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, And then the last one I'll just throw on here is I just picked up Sapiens, which has been on my list for forever. I've heard fantastic things about it so far, you know, only a couple chapters in so far. It is living up to all of the hype. Uh, Just a really interesting story of why we are the way we are as humans. So we'll talk about that at a later date. How about you, Donald?
0: Awesome. So I've got a few on my list that I have enjoyed and they actually go kind of across the board here. So I mentioned this last time, but running the dream which was by Matt Fitzgerald. He went down to Flagstaff, Arizona to train with the Northern Arizona elite team for the three months before his mar- before his Chicago marathon. And I believe in 2019 and uh, not only did it make me feel like, wow, I want to go run with a professional group, but like, just like how different, and we talked about this in the last episode as well, how different professional athletes are versus um, like your white so collar weekend worker, weekend warriors. warriors yeah. Uh, in the sense of how much time they have to do recovery and like the massage therapist that they go to and so The book is laid out really neatly with like it was basically journal entries from various days Like 90 days leading up to Boston or up to Chicago. So that was a good one that uh, I had gifted for a different friend a couple years ago and finally got uh, Finally read it myself uh, Next one unbroken which was actually kind of similar to road to valor, valor in a way
1: um, it is. That's true.
0: So this one is the auto autobiography biography uh, of Louis Zamperini. He, for those who don't know him, he was a Olympian in the 1936 Olympics at 5K. Was a more of a 1500 guy, but didn't make the team there. He a little bit of claim claim to fame for both Emily and I. He was born in only in New York, which is Western New York, just about an hour and a half south of Rochester and Buffalo, but moved pretty early on with his family to Torrance, California, which is just two towns over from uh, from Emily, where she where she grew up. And so the story basically talks about how he was drafted into the war or, or ended up enlisting into the war, uh, and he was a POW for two and a half years and some of the heinous kind of crimes against humanity that, that were. Don against POWs, I'm sure on all sides, but his individual story is
1: pretty remarkable. was
0: remarkable, and yeah. his ability to, to make it out of that, um, and then it talked briefly about the rest of his life, and at least the the, the couple of years after,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: reacclimated in society. So that was uh, that also was a movie,
1: also, also a good movie,
0: also a movie that I have not seen, but I wanted to, wanted to watch this or to read this first or listen to it. Uh, that one was pretty long. I think twelve or twelve or thirteen hours of listening. And uh, just really enthralling chapters, like very hard to press pause because of the, the detail and um, just all that he went through. So that was great going into another one. That was a biography slash kind of storytelling, the impossible climb by Mark Sinat. This one's about Alex Honnold's attempt at and completion of El Capitan in Yosemite. A, a lot of good backstory in there, about Alex, who he is, uh, a lot of the climbers yeah I, th- I actually thought it would be a, it's a it was a really good pairing with the movie free solo so having seen the movie uh this went into more detail on some of those mm-hmm. things and, and really you get a fuller view of of what alex who alex is and what he went through to to accomplish that incredible mm-hmm. feat
1: i got to listen to about half of it so that was fun yeah, yeah i wasn't
0: sleepy um and then i i read uh in similar vein at the same time i was reading a my first, uh, fiction book for a little while called Yosemite Fall, which is about a murder in Yosemite park, Yosemite, but talked a lot about climbing and a lot of the, the Dean Potters and the wingsuit jumping that was in the impossible climb. There were parallels to those stories in, in, in that fiction book. So this, I don't remember his name, but he does, there's a, a national park murder mystery series that I just picked this up while I was at a, a local bookstore and I, I, um, imagine i might grab the other ones as time goes on Uh, and last one that i am uh, two days in and already halfway through and
1: more than halfway through
0: uh yeah i guess more than halfway through is the premonition which is michael lewis's new book on the the pandemic uh again i don't know there's not much more to say than michael lewis is probably one of the best modern day storytellers yeah and so this one is about
1: dare anyone to fight us on that
0: yeah exactly so that one's about Covid uh, and has some really interesting epidemiology history of key players. That that's about as far as I'm in. And I imagine a lot of these players kind of coalesce and come into the story during 2020 and the COVID 19 pandemic. So uh, yeah, so those are the main books that I've gotten through on this road trip. Maybe the last one or mm-hmm. two other ones, but uh, all good ones. There is really not one that I've read recently that I would not recommend i've got a few that i shelved probably but
1: i was gonna say i feel like i've gotten pretty good and i feel like maybe you've gotten pretty good at you know pretty quickly realizing this is not going to be a book that keeps us focused or keeps us interested and uh shelving it and you know what that's okay
0: yeah the the thing absent from my list is anything on productivity or business and i think i'm a little burnt out and that's why whenever i pick up those books i'm just not in a mentally like good space to like dive into those so i do have a couple a world without email by cal newport and the effective manager by mark Hortzman, that and the effective executive by peter drucker all three that have been high on my list for a while that i just can't get into so i'm hoping to find some refresh time to, to start diving into those uh and the last one that i'm going to mention that's when my next fiction book is uh sitting over here is alice in wonderland so i'm Gonna, or Alice's Adventures Through Wonderland, I think, is the actual title of the book. So obviously I've seen the movie, but I'm excited to read the the novel.
1: I wonder what's next in my list. I should go look.
0: Well, you have a lot of sapiens left.
1: Do you have a lot of sapiens left? Yeah. Well, that'll keep me busy for a while. Awesome.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, go check out our Goodreads, L- a- like, like all of my posts. You
1: stole my line. I was going to say add us on Goodreads.
0: Uh, but no, Goodreads has been great in terms of just tracking.
1: just remembering what I've read.
0: Yeah, that as well as the 150 books that are on my two read list, which probably needs to get curated down a little bit.
1: We'll do some work on that. Uh, but yeah. Awesome. Well, we made it to the East Coast. We
0: made it to the East Coast. It's,
1: you know, 30 what, hours in a car, you never know. So. What's next? What is next? We're going to Maine.
0: We are going to Maine. We're going to Maine. We might have already been to Maine.
1: We might have been to Maine, but we haven't <laughs> talked about Maine. Yeah. Uh, We'll have some fun times to talk about on next week's episode.
0: Absolutely. All right. Thanks Thanks for for listening, y'all.
1: Find us on Goodreads.
0: Find us on Goodreads.